This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. You stink. I think you're going to have a good Christmas, all right? You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. You sit on a throne of lies. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and today we're talking top 10 financial mistakes with our team of amazing contributors. Let's meet them now. First, say hello to the only Paula that's cooler than Paula Abdul, Paula Pant. Also on the show, you know him, you love him, kind of, it's OG. And the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, wait, it's just Len Penzo. But that's not all. Halfway through the show, I'll share my Arbor-esque trivia question. And now, a guy who brings you the best personal finance advice all year long, and today, he's bringing it live from YouTube. It's Joe Salcii. Hey there, stackers, and happy Friday to you. And uh, Len, I didn't see your sign. <laughs> it was backwards, by the way, Len. You have to write it backwards. Which really only drives home the was point. It I read it. It said, can well, I, I read can it I too, spoil it? But it was, there, there you, you go. go. Here by mistake. <laughs> Is that better? Super. For people not on YouTube with us, welcome to the I Caught a Fish This Big podcast. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun today, and we're going to make sure we include all the audio listeners because today is a great day. It is game show day, which means not only are we going to give people a point for that in our big year-long competition between our contributors, but also at the halfway point of our game show, we still have Doug's normal trivia. So it is a two-point day with only only three weeks to go and the score doug the score is looking scores looking pretty good who's in who's in third place right now well right now do we have a tie for oh, third i think we place? do well i think we called a tie for oh, second we can only have a tie for second well that but... okay so first loser we have a tie for first loser is what we have <laughs> Both Paula and OG are sitting on lucky 13. How is Paula tied with OG with three weeks ago? We've had a lot of guests sit in for Paula. Paula, what the hell's going on there? Oh, well, you know, it's finally my time. Finally my time. Well, it appears it's not your time because somebody else is three points ahead of everybody. And by the way, if he wins it this week, if he wins both points this week, he can lock it in. Mr. Len Penzo. Len, after OG having the crown for two years, you could get it back today. I will not count my chickens before they hatch. Absolutely not. Got some good uh, competition here. We got uh, even Paul has stepped up her game, and uh, so you know you, you never know. You never know. And you know what? These game shows are. I hate them. 
I hate them because I come up with good answers all the time, and these so article you. writers it don't is know what to you talk come up about. with good quote good answers, but they never are in the. Piece. <laughs> what I love about this is he's blaming the article writers, Joe, and not you and I, who are the judge of his answer. So let's just run with we it. We should Let him go with it. Yes, distracted. By the way, you were talking about yeah. counting your chickens. Len, did you hear why the chicken crossed the road? No, Joe. Why did the chicken cross the road? This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, Joe. Yes. That was good. But I'll give you the real reason why the chicken crossed the road. Well, you know, when I think about Navy Federal, I think about the veterans that have done so much for our country. And I also think about some of our active service members. want to say a special shout out to uh, my nephews, Colin and Nathan, who are both in the Navy. Colin is stationed outside Seattle, Washington on a submarine. And my nephew, Nathan, is in South Africa as an air traffic controller. And in Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants you also to celebrate members, many of whom go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. It's all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their family are eligible for Navy Federal membership. They offer 24-7 help from their U.S.-based member service. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate to see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equalizing lender. Oh, my God. That's so great. Oh, that was so great. We got Paula. We got Len. We got OG. We got Doug. We got Game Show. So let's go. You guys know what that sound is. That's our Game Show music, which means we have another topic. And the topic today as Doug said so eloquently in his open, is these are, let me make sure I get the wording right, because I know what sticklers you guys are. Uh, These are the 10, top 10 most common financial mistakes. Top 10 most common financial mistakes. And for people that are new to our game show format, uh, we found a piece in the common media. We won't tell. Our contributors have no idea what piece it is. To Len's point, sometimes these pieces are fairly bad, (laughs) and and that's why we pick them sometimes, and other times they're fantastic. What I like is we always get great stuff from all three of you, no matter what, and we get some pieces. We get to talk about the stuff that these financial writers wrote, so we end up with some good financial advice for everybody during the course of the next 45 minutes. So we are going to go in uh, opposite order. Paula, because of the fact that you finished third last year. Mm-hmm. That means with 10 on the board, you get the most likely chance to get one of these. Ooh. So for one point, what is one of the top 10 most financial mistakes according to this unnamed piece? 
one of the top 10 most common financial mistakes? Most common. Not getting your 401k match or your full retirement match. Is not getting your 401k match one of the top 10 mistakes? (laughs) Wow. It is not. Wow. Damn. Wow. Whew, I had that one on my list. Thanks, Paula. So close. It's on the list, Paula, but they just didn't have the K written in there, so we can't give it to you. Yeah. I did say retirement match. <laughs> Actually, uh, no, no, Doug. No, I don't... It's, it's totally not on there. It's not even close. She wasn't even in the ballpark. Mm. But talk about why that would be a huge mistake anyways, Paula. Oh, Doug. Well, part of your compensation as an employee is the retirement match or the retirement benefits that your employer gives you. And so if you opt to not take part of your compensation, then you're just turning away part of your compensation. Like, why would you turn that away? And notice the way that I just described that. There are other people in the financial space who will say that you are turning away, quote unquote, free money. It's not actually free money. This is part of your compensation. This is money that you are earning for the work that you're doing. But In order to collect this particular amount of money, you have to meet a certain condition. And so by failing to meet that condition, you are not collecting your full compensation. It's sadly, it's an easy one to meet. Right. Is that condition showing up for work? (laughs) I mean, that's necessary, but not sufficient. Yeah. When I say easy one to meet, by the way, I don't mean that everybody has the money certainly to be able to save to get the match. So I don't mean it's easy that way, Paul. I just mean that, it, that hey, it's free, right? So if there's some other priorities, maybe something else on this list that you can do a better job on, that's an easy win. Mm. Um, you don't got to bet on the stock market. You don't got to bet on anything except your employer to actually put it in the account. Right. And if you think about it, if by virtue of putting in $1, your employer also puts in another 50 cents or another dollar, that is the only quote unquote guaranteed return, risk-free guaranteed return that you will ever make in the markets. It's a fabulous return. And 50%. 100%. 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah well, 100%. depending on if it's dollar for dollar or 50 cents to well, the dollar. Yeah. I mean, some yes. Yeah, some are, are not as great, Len, but yeah, still point taken. All right. Paula doesn't find one on this list of 10. Oh, gee, that means the board is still completely clear for you, brother. Wow. Okay. So I actually had not maxing out 401k or not contributing to the 401k also. Well, the, well to be clear, she didn't say those. She said not getting the yeah, 401k what, I, match. I meant match. Get the match. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Uh, nice try. I'm not getting tricked into saying, oh, max a 401k then. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm, I'm, hopefully this is low-hanging fruit here. Consumer debt, credit card debt. What is what is consumer debt? What is credit card? I don't know the proper phrasing to make sure I get all the points. <laughs> yeah, be as broad as possible. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't use a gerund in your answer. So. <laughs> is that is that debt with an apostrophe? Uh, is uh, is using what is it? Not paying off your credit cards? I'm just saying, just having credit card debt. So yeah, that could be paying off. However, you interpret that to be giving the points <laughs> is the way that I meant it. Is it on there? It is on there, and they have that classified as living on borrowed money in this piece. Yes, that's what I meant to say. Yes. Using credit cards to buy essentials has become somewhat commonplace, the writer says, but even if an ever-increasing number of consumers are willing to pay double-digit interest rates on gasoline, groceries, and a host of other items that are gone long before the bill is paid in full, it's not wise financial advice to do so. 
Credit card interest rates make the price of the charged item a great deal more expensive. In some cases, using credit can even mean you'll spend more than you earn. You've seen this before, OG. People just being upset. I've done this before. I mean, twice. (laughs) It was awful both times. I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day who uh, settled a lawsuit and a little little extra money, not like settled a lawsuit like, you know, I got bajillions of dollars lawsuit, but, you know, a sum of money. And the person was like, well, what, what, what should I do with it? And I said, have your credit card debt. Well, but there's Christmas coming and I want to go on vacation. But the answer is, is that if you do that in a year from now, you're going to have the same credit card debt. You're just not going to have the money anymore because it'll just slowly kind of filter away. At least if you zero out all your credit card debt for the time being, you're debt free and you can kind of reset your life. So paying off your consumer debt, almost any interest rate is the best deal possible. You know, I'll, I'll get into some arguments with people about, well, my car loans at 1.9, should I pay? I still think you should probably pay it off just because of the cash flow aspects of it and the opportunity cost of investing elsewhere. But um, nevertheless, if you have consumer debt, Lord knows it's at 30% these days, that needs to be paid off. Yeah, huge, huge downside to living on borrowed money. OG gets the first point on the board, Len, to end round one. We got nine left. What are you thinking? Can I, let me ask you a question. Are you doing this one point, then two points, then three points? Or are these all just one point regardless of what round? No, one point, one. then two, then three. Yeah. So if you've got a really good one, you want to Yeah, I, there's one that's kind of out there, but I, I think it, uh, okay, well, I'm going to go with the obvious one. It's, it's only worth one point, the Jeopardy $200 question. And, and boy, this better be, this better be on there or. Uh, <laughs> God, there's a huge part of me failing? now, Doug, that, that, that <laughs> hopes it isn't. Me too. I know. Okay, this is like 101, right? This is personal finance 101. Not budgeting your expenses. Planning out your, you know, your income and your outgo. Uh the judges are not are not impressed, uh, Len. I got to be honest. There's uh, there's a big there's some big hesitation going on. I'm oh, I'm on. in, I want to say no so badly, Joe. But what do you think? It's pretty close to the first one to number 10. Ah, there's some dissension in the ranks Ooh. even. Say this that is again. great for us. Say that again, Len. Budgeting your income and your outgo. Not, you know, not how I'm going to do this as broad as I can. I was going to say, I love the game within the game. Like basically making a financial mistake, to- like uh, <laughs> generically anything with money. Planning your income and your outgo. Not knowing your income, your outgo, having the budget to plan for that. You know, you have some knowledge about your, your income, your outgo, so you can budget. Uh Okay. Yes. I'd, I'd like the clarification, but is it on the list? It is on the Eek. list. And Doug, you're right. It's number 10, which is not having a plan, which could even be wider, right? Wow. Your financial that future. Broad, that is a pretty broad the plan. The there. word plan was in my response. <laughs> when you said the word plan. <laughs> the word I did say plan. I know you, Doug. When he said cash flow here. <laughs> I used that. That's Wait. what I used that word. <laughs> Our answers were English. People listen <laughs> listen to me. That that is personal finance one oh one. You gotta know what's coming in, going out I'm and have a playing plan. this one under protest yeah. already. I wanted to say no to Len just so we could see the eruptions bigger than what we expect in Iceland. <laughs> Well, yes. there's still time. There's still time coming. Uh, your financial future depends on what's going on right now. People spend countless hours watching TV or scrolling through their social media feeds, but setting aside two hours a week for their finances is out of the question. You need to know where you're going. Make spending some time planning your finances a priority, which would include Len's point of having a spending plan. But Len, it is even bigger than that, though. I mean, not having a plan is a big one. 
Well, yeah, you know, and that goes that goes back to to your shorter term stuff and your longer term stuff. I mean, I know a lot of people they shoot right out of the gate. Oh, I want to have a you know a Lamborghini or whatever, you know, something, or I want to take this this big expensive trip down the road. Well, you got to plan for that. I mean, you can't just. It's not enough to just say I want to do this. You have to figure out your way to get there. How much are you going to save? You got to set it aside. You know, how long is that going to take you? And how do you you know how much do you plan to divert? of your discretionary spending into other things, you know, so you can make that plan happen. So, uh, yeah, without a plan, you're kind of lost. Yeah. I think you're starting to see not having a plan, living on borrowed money. Those are the types of really big, frankly, the fact that you guys went big, these are big, wide, uh, uh, wide, uh, categories, wide topics, wide things, wide th- thingies, Doug, is that the term? Fixes in. Wide That's all the, I'm saying. something. Wide, yeah, they're wide things. Wide stuff. Yep. Yes. At the end of round one, and of round one, OG with one, Len has one, Paula giving herself the opportunity to come back in round <laughs> two. <laughs> but in round two, we go the opposite direction. Round three, Paula will go first again when we get to three points. But these now are two-point answers. So, Len... You can uh, go for two in a row. Eight of them left on the board. Okay, so I have a few here. Um, Did you just say I have to think? No, 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 no. Well, I, which one I'm going to choose? I have a few here. It's like, oh, which one do right. I want to choose? I got to think again. I'm going to say I kind of want to – well, I'm gun shy because Paula's wasn't on there. I'm going to stay away from that talk. I'm going to say not having enough insurance, like you're underinsured. Is being underinsured one of the top 10 business mistakes according to this piece? (laughs) It is not, but that's another good one, Len. That is a good one. Darn it. And that wasn't the one I thought was going to be the long shot. So now I'm really going to be. That was my go-to, Len. So thank you for falling on your sword for that one. (laughs) Crap. Yeah, I was was like, oh, this one's a lay down. Oh, well. You know what? Because you're only supposed to buy insurance for the things you can't afford, right? To pay on your own. So, I mean, to me, that's a biggie. If you fail to have insurance for something that could happen to you and you can't cover, I mean, that's a huge financial problem. That's why we insure our homes. If most of us insure our homes, especially if we have a mortgage, you have no choice, but um, you know, you can't, you have to be able to cover that. Likewise for well, healthcare, like people will have um, long-term healthcare insurance, stuff like that. That's becoming popular now too. That can be devastating to your retirement savings. So, I mean, those are things you really need to think about. They could financially devastate you. So, I, I'm not. I'm surprised that one is not on there. I, you know, but hey, what do I know? So, things you're saying insurance on things that you can't afford to replace yourself. So, by that logic, that tells me I did the right thing by getting the extended warranty on my Pez dispenser. If you can't afford a Pez, another yeah, if you can't afford another there? Pez dispenser. That's true. Yeah, good job. Good job, Dad. Well, the question is, why do you buy the first one? I don't know. Maybe that's on the list. <laughs> Buying Pez dispensers. Joe, do you remember going to that restaurant in the middle of nowhere, Michigan, and the whole hallway was nothing but Pez dispensers? It was. Where the we hell were, the were we? Tour. We were in the book. We were in Plainwell, Michigan. Plainwell was that Plainwell, it? Michigan. Holy cow! They have a collection. It was a huge collection of Pez dispensers. On Monday, in fact, uh, we spoke with uh, Tiffany Aliche, the budget nista. I know, Paula, you talked to mm-hmm. her as well. Yes. And for people that didn't hear that interview, we ran an extended, usually our interview is about 25 minutes long. It went 40 because, Paula, when we got to estate planning, she mm. went down the road about her husband passing away at age oh. 41. And this gets lent to your point about insurance. Like, I mean, the budget nista put it right. You don't know 
what the future holds. And she's like, we were putting off our estate plan. We were putting off all this stuff. And in the morning, he's fine. Calls me, says he has a headache. And a few hours later, he's he's not there anymore. You know, that's mm. life. That's what life insurance is for, right? To so replace income that'd be lost if somebody dies early in life. And then again, going back to you only or should buy it for the things that you can't afford to replace. As you get older and you're you're getting closer to the to old age and you don't need that life insurance typically because your family is, you know, your kids are should be out of the nest and and you should have saved enough to get you through the rest of your life anyway. So Yeah, you've got enough assets to take care of everything at that point. You know, Len, the number one insurance she said that most people should have that they don't have. And the number one thing to your point that people need to replace and they can't disability coverage, your ability to bring in a paycheck. That was number mm. one that people avoid that they should have. All right. Uh, Len, great point. Wasn't one of them. Oh, gee, there's still eight left here. What is a poor financial decision? <laughs> uh, don't know what happened there. <laughs> the tip jar for Joe. Uh, top 10, one of the top 10 most common financial mistakes. All I know is that I had five things written down, as you said, and three of them have been X'd out. And then the one that I got right. So I only have one left. Uh, that's all I can say. Top 10 most common financial mistakes. Uh, I'm going to say it has to do with no emergency fund. No cash, no great rates on your cash. Just no... Can't cover... I'm trying to... Again, you can't cover uh, an emergency. You can't. Uh, uh, you can't. There's a lot of things you can't do if you don't have enough money in the bank. So, I'm going to say uh, something around emergency funds or covering an emergency. Is no emergency fund on this list? Oh my oh, god! I disagree. Where? We have a Where disagreement, do you see Joe? Hold on. Which number? Dissension in the ranks. I think this falls under number seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. Looks like the judges are you're, reviewing it. Sorry. Yes. You're right. <laughs> you, you are totally right. Uh, uh, they have it listed, OG. As, <laughs> they have it listed as living paycheck to paycheck. For people not with us live, OG ah, playing you, with, uh, yes. with sparklers uh, behind him. Uh, living paycheck to paycheck was their answer, which would result in no emergency funds. So that is correct. In June 2021, the U.S. household personal savings rate was 9.4%. Many households may live paycheck to paycheck, and an unforeseen problem can easily become a disaster if you're not prepared. The cumulative result of overspending puts people in a precarious position, one in which they need every dime they earn, and one missed paycheck would be disastrous. This is not the position you want to find yourself in when an economic recession hits. If that happens, you'll have very few options. You know, there's a lot of people out there, by the way, that have very few options. It is funny to say, oh, living paycheck to paycheck is a mistake. And I know there's some stackers out there going, no shit. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I because I was that person. I was like, yeah, right. and I'm trying to break the but OG to your point, the second you can break that string, you either get a windfall, you work some overtime, you take a a side hustle for a little bit, that emergency fund's the way to go. Joe, that a uh, little bit more in number seven there says a uh, lot of financial advisors recommend three months. Is that still the right number for most people? What do you guys think? OG, what do you think? Three months? Well, if you, to answer your question first, Joe, that you said before, Doug just kind of bulldogged into the into the conversation. Yeah. I think that if you're starting from nothing, something is better than nothing. You know, Dave Ramsey has his baby steps, and one of the first things is put a thousand bucks in an emergency fund, cash, or someplace safe that you can get to. That's a really important first step, even before 
you know, starting to save and starting to put money in your 401k. And, you know, because we want to do those things because we know about the value of compounding. We know the time value of money and it's so important to do that. But if you are in debt and you don't have any cash, any sort of extra debt is going to just pile up that payment. And and it's just going to be further. It's, you're just going to get further and further behind. And, and God knows if you have some sort of expense, some sort of emergency that happens that now you need to come up with a thousand bucks or you need to come up with 2000 bucks or, or you get laid off and you're out of work for you know a paycheck. You need a little bit of breathing room first. So I think that the first order of business is always cash because it gives you the opportunity and the flexibility to do those other things like pay off your debt and save. So Doug, yeah, I do think three months is a minimum number for across the board. But if you're starting from zero, something is better than nothing. Paula, you've had the opposite issue, which is I think you've had like 65 years worth of cash uh, (laughs) sitting there, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I distinguish between your personal emergency fund versus your, if, if for the people who are listening who are entrepreneurs or own a small business, or even if you have a side hustle, you need a personal emergency fund. You also need an emergency fund for your business. And if you pay yourself a salary through that business, then the emergency fund for your business should include the money that you pay to yourself as if you were any other employee. And then also for those who are listening who have rental properties, you need a third bucket, which are cash reserves for those rental properties. Yeah. So you have separate for one for each one, which makes a a lot of sense. Yeah. Just getting my little (laughs) poke in there. Uh, Speaking of you, Paula, it is your turn. Uh, We've still got seven of them out there. Okay. So I'm going to broaden out my previous answer because my previous answer, I think, was maybe too specific. Rather than talking particularly about, you know, maxing out a retirement plan, I'm going to say a common mistake is not adequately planning for big long-term future things, like the not thinking about and planning for a big like a long-term, long-term <laughs> financial goals. Not doing any good money stuff. <laughs> Big ticket, long-term. I think term. the biggest mistake is making mistakes. I think that's the probably the biggest one. <laughs> not planning. Right, this is a not- game within a game. How broadly can I phrase something? <laughs> it's truly the game. Is not saving for long-term on there. It is on there. It is not investing for retirement is on there. So, but Paula, you had don't get the match. It's right. bigger than that. Just not investing cool. for retirement. So unfortunately, we couldn't give you the first time, but way to come back to it. Oh, gee, you even said that, by the way, when you were walking. So through I should it. get double points? I thought, in fact, no, you you, oh. you said, I'm not doing that one. I'm not. If I remember right, Doug, he said something like, I'm not going to be tricked by that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay. If you do not get your money working for you in the markets or through other income producing investments, you may never be able to stop working. This piece says making monthly contributions to designated retirement accounts is essential for a comfortable retirement. Take advantage of tax deferred retirement accounts and or your employer sponsored plan. Understand the time your investments will have to grow and how much risk you can tolerate. Consult a qualified financial advisor to match this with your goals if possible. Len, this is a hard thing I know for a lot of people to do because, you know, our brains aren't wired that way. Our brains are wired for today. So like thinking about if I'm 30 years old and I'm sitting here listening to Stacking Benjamins right now, how do you get somebody at 30 to take this thing 30 years from now seriously? You know, all I can say is what worked for me and what turned on the light. And luckily I saw this pretty much right around when I started 
earning an, a steady income with my main job. But it, I think if you just look at numbers and you see how compounding and saving early and you realize that the earlier you start, you see how that compounding really works later down the road, like 30, 40 years, and you see those numbers compounding. It, for me, it turned the switch on. It, it's like, you know what? This only works if I start sooner rather than later. Uh, conversely, if you also note that if you start later, like I, I've seen things where if you start at 25 and you start saving it, I don't know what the number is, 10% or whatever, you can stop saving at like age 40 you'll still have more than the person who starts at like age 45 starts really late. And then they're saving like a 30% clip for the rest of their, you know, until they're 65, you're still the person who started with saving 10% at 25 comes out way, way better off. And if you just see those examples on paper for me, I mean, that convinced me, you, you look at the numbers on paper and you, you don't want to miss out. You get that yeah. FOMO. It's like, man, I have to jump in here and do this or, or I'm going to miss out. It's funny to your point, uh, Gene Natale, who's, has been a great mentor of lots of kids says when he gives them the stick and tells them, you know, stay away from credit card debt to like whatever. But then he shows them if you make a Roth IRA contribution, how much it makes you a millionaire, but you know, how quickly become a millionaire at 65. If you do it at 17, they're like, how do I do that? Like they're excited. Speaking of the stick, Paula, Mm -hmm. I know you're best friends with Susie Orman. You guys go way back, way back. (laughs) And uh, Susie said something. I wonder if you agree with this. Susie said when asked that same question once, she said, if you don't think you can afford to save for retirement now, just close your eyes and imagine now it's the year before retirement. You've done nothing. Mm. How will you feel then? So talk about I, I mean, that's the stick, yeah, right? right? You're like, oh, crap. Yeah. And that was actually quite motivating for me when I was in my 20s was knowing how hard it is to be broke. I was like, man, being broke in your 20s, fine. Being broke in your 80s, not fine, right? And so just knowing what it feels like to be broke and knowing that to be young and broke is is one thing, but to be old and broke is something that I just it was such a big fear. So it's something that I never want to experience. And so the fear of being old and broke, that really motivated me. Yeah. Generally fear. I'm not a fear motivated person. I'm much more aspirational, but that got to me too. Yeah. It totally did. I was like, man, just, it it is, it is ugly. All right. At the end of uh, two rounds, Paula steps up and has two points. Mr. Penzo has one. And OG has three. Has three. Wait, oh man, I'm in the last place. I'm in last place. How did that happen? Welcome to another game show, Len. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Heck? At the halfway point, and today it's at the two thirds point of our show. We have a trivia question, a trivia contest. This is actually where our game show came from because game shows were playing for extra points. We're going to take a little break here before we give you the scintillating round three to dive into Doug's trivia question. So, Doug, what do we have on tap today, man? You know, at the top of the show, Joe, you said, I have my normal trivia. I don't have my normal trivia. I have extraordinary trivia. Hey there, stackers. I thought that was every week. (laughs) Extraordinary every week? You're damn right. Yeah. Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. It's December 1st, and you know what that means. I've already eaten all 24 chocolates out of the advent calendar Joe's mom gave me. I really don't feel that good. They must have gone bad or something. I'll just have to tough it out because I promised her that I'd pick up a Christmas tree for her today. Everyone already knows I'm a pretty rugged guy, but I like to be helpful too. 
and I'd hate for her to hire someone to do it when I'm right next door. Plus, I'll get a good photo for the Instagram, which will make all the other ladies happy too, you know? If I get the right angle, maybe I can make a side hustle out of picking up Christmas trees for single women. Two birds. (laughs) Two birds, one tree. I know I could just go down to the store and get a pre-cut one like most people, but that feels a little bit like cheating. I prefer to go out into the woods on someone else's land and chop down one for myself, just like Paul Bunyan did way back in the day. Joe's mom has pretty high ceilings in her living room, so I'm going to be on the lookout for a nine-footer. Today's trivia question is, how tall is this year's Rockefeller Center Christmas tree? I'll be back right after I lay some blankets down in the old El Camino to protect her from that stupid pine sap. This is a great question for the first Friday after Thanksgiving weekend. Obviously not Black Friday, but the weekend after. So uh, as we're into December now, Paula, you get to guess last. OG guesses second. Len, because you're in the lead, man, you get to go first. How tall is that Rockefeller Center tree this particular year? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be embarrassed. I know this one. Uh, I know it's tall. I see it on TV, but I cannot, <laughs> I cannot even begin to guess how many, how tall it is. Uh, gosh, I'm afraid I'm going to guess low, but I, uh, I don't know. The number 60 feet is just sticking in my head. So I'm going to say 60, 60 feet. Mr. OG, what are you going to do with that? So I think that it's unfair that we're, Referencing something that is in Paula's backyard. I think that's and very fair. Highly she can probably fair. just look out the window and go, I don't know, how many feet is that thing out my window? <laughs> can you see Rockefeller Center from your window? I cannot. <laughs> Have you walked by the tree yet? Not this year, no. No, I, uh, I saw the tree in 2020. I actually haven't seen the tree since. So we were there in... 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's gigantic. Mm-hmm. Like I have this picture of my son uh, as we kind of rounded the corner. So there's like the, 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 the boulevard where it's kind of tucked behind the, the, you know, the building. Rock. Yeah. Yeah. And so you kind of walk down this thing and you kind of around, come around the corner. You're like, Oh my gosh, it's there. And like, you know, a 10 year old, his, his face was just like, uh, mm. you know, it was huge. We went ice skating. It was really fun. Uh, what was your answer, Lynn? 60. 60. Ah, I think you're really close. I was going to say a hundred, but I don't, I don't think a hundred. I think a hundred is really tall. That's like 10 stories. It's not 10 stories. I'm going to say a little bit more. Give Paula something to deal with here. Uh, 80 feet, 80 feet, eight zero. Yeah. Paula needs to, I got to, I got to, I got to play the game. We're just. We're running out of Fridays. You got 60, you got 80. Paula, mm-hmm. what are you going to do with that? I'm going to capture the upside, 81 <laughs> feet. Actually, actually, we're going to go 80 feet and one inch. Ah, would that be... Dang it. Would that be... <laughs> of course you are. We'll do that. 80 feet and one inch. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted all the upside. I, I thought you were going to say like 70, 68 or something so you could get smack in the middle. Okay, damn it. Let's <laughs> got 60. OG's got 80. Paula's got 80 feet and one inch. We will tell you who wins. I think she's got it. In just a I think moment. It's a little taller. It's maybe 90. Well, if you're new to Stacky Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to 
what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money. And it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together. We can work on our goals together and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now... Because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. I love the fact that we get to collaborate. I love the fact that it's customizable. And I also love that it's this ad-free privacy you can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch myself, I totally get why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because, well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? You want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words... Your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, before the break, Len, you kicked it off at 60 feet, and apparently OG and Paula thought it was taller. What are you thinking? If you heard me when I started, I thought I was going to underdo it, but, but uh, I don't know. I, you know, I'm looking out my window, I'm looking out my window and I'm, I'm looking at the lots, you know, I'm Southern California homes here. And these, you know, there's a fit, you know, they're 50 foot lots. I'm looking and I'm guessing, okay, well, that's a, you know, is the tree a little bit more than the length of that lot? And now I'm thinking about, it's like, that's probably a pretty piddly tree. So I, I'm, I think I'm under, I think I'm under. Yeah. Oh, gee, feeling good at 80 feet. I think it's more than 80, but I don't think it's a hundred, which was my initial instinct. And so I was just trying to give Paula something to have to deal with. So, well, and Paula, you dealt with it. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. If it's like eighty feet and one quarter of an inch, I'm gonna be <laughs> gonna be mad. Well, let's see if Paula nails it. OG got it, or if Len's right uh, with it being a little bit shorter. Doug, what's our answer? Stackers, I'm chocolate lover and staggeringly handsome lumberjack, Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. Every year since 2007, after the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree is taken down, it's been turned into lumber that's donated to Habitat for Humanity. Pretty cool to think that Jimmy Carter's out there somewhere building a house out of an old Christmas tree, huh? Today's trivia question is, how tall is this year's Rockefeller Center Christmas tree? The answer, coming in at a gargantuan 12 tons... The stunning 80-plus-year-old Norway spruce that's bringing joy 
to millions of people in Manhattan this year stands at an impressive, well, I'll say this, it's 20 feet longer than what Len guessed and one inch shorter than what Paula guessed. That means OG has nailed it. It's 80 feet tall. Jeez, and I thought the nine-footer I chopped down was heavy. Wow. Wow. Oh, gosh. That's ridiculous. Wow, that's right. Paul, it was hard to keep a straight face knowing that you had no prayer. (laughs) You could get... And you wow. know what? I think if you went up there with a measuring tape, it probably could have been, could have been yeah. 80 feet and one inch. <laughs> yes. I bet if it did some yoga and stood up straight, it, it would be 80 <laughs> feet, one inches. Come on. Finally listen to its mother. You can do it, Tree. good posture. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Time for the thrilling third round of our game show. Third round of the game show brought to you by depositaccounts.com. You guys know what happens. Paula, you know what happens when you go to depositaccounts.com? You find out that the accounts that you've previously been depositing in are nowhere near the best in class. Well, unless you've Ooh. got one that's already in the top 1%. And there's a huge Ooh. difference between the top 1% and the rest of the accounts. I'm doing this a little bit early, but I'm putting in depositaccounts.com into my browser right now. Listen to this, Paula. The national average, according to deposit accounts on savings accounts, 0.48% still. Top 1% average, 4.92%. This huge Huge difference when it comes to CDs. One year CD national average three point nine eight. One top one percent five point seven two. You want to check it out? Uh, head to depositaccounts.com because we recorded this a little bit early. So here's the thing that we've got going on right now. It's the big final round. Paula has two. Len has one. OG has three. And we're going to go third round. I think in order of who's in what place, which means Len to put pressure on everybody. Can you tie OG and get to three? Well, I had one, I was going to be really obscure, but I, I, uh, these are big financial mistakes, right? You're talking big, supposedly, right? Yeah. So far, I mean, we've got living on borrowed money, not having a plan, not investing for retirement and living paycheck yeah. to paycheck. Yeah. Well, the one I was going to, I'm going to, I'm going to save it for after I lose this thing here, but because uh, I'm going to bring it up and well, see what other people say. this is the last round. I know. No, I'm, I, so I'm going to go with the one I think is more likely to be on there. Uh, although I think the one I was going to say is actually a pretty cool one. Okay. So this is, uh, to me, this is a huge one because I have friends who did this and I shook my head. When you refinance your house, most people like, like I, I refinanced my house five times. And I, not once did I ever take money out of the, that refinance. I just lowered the interest rate and left it. But I know so many people that refied over the, you know, when these interest rates were, and they took the money and they'd spend it on a boat or they'd spend it on a, I don't know, you know, a airplane, great vacations, stuff like that. And they, and then before you know it, I mean, the, you kind of defeat the whole purpose of the refining. And, and mm. I think over time, that's a huge, that's a lot of money. But you got a sweet a, boat, especially if you did it. If you did, exactly. yeah, you might have a sweet boat. But if what if you did it like five times, like I did it, and you took money out every time? I mean, that you're really jacking it. It's great at first, but I, I think it really, in terms of huge, you know, big effects, I think that that has got to be on there. It has to be. Is and I rest my case. I guess blowing your refi money is that what we're going to call it? Blowing your refinance yeah, I was money. Say blowing your blowing your refi money. Blowing your refinance money is that on the list? It sure is, Len, yes. except they call it using your home equity like a piggy bank. 
is what they, well, what that's, they what yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Refinancing and taking cash out of your home means giving away ownership to somebody else. In some cases, refinance might make sense. You can lower your rate or if you can refinance and pay off higher interest debt. However, the other alternative is to open a home equity line of credit. This allows you to effectively use the equity home like a credit card could mean paying unnecessary interest for the sake of using your home equity on, on whatever. Yeah. About. All right. Len ties it up. Len now has three. Oh, I have four. OG has three. I have or, four. I'm sorry. Len has four. Yeah. Len, thank you. Math, apparently, not my strong what suit. What was Len's first answer? What was your first answer, Len? The, having a plan. Not having a plan. Oh, yeah. Not having right. a plan. So, Paula, you've got two hmm. to beat Len and force OG to sweat it out. All right. I'm going to say not being on the same page as your spouse or partner. Ooh. Not being yeah. on the same page. That could be correct. Yeah, be or as not your having, spouse, or not having financial conversations with them. Not being on the same page as spouse or partner is it on the list? <laughs> Again, a good one. It's overrated. Yeah. Again, a really good one. How how often? We, we well, what number two cause of divorce, Paula? Oh, well, number two. What's number one? How about infidelity? It's funny, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Right. I always thought that money was the number one cause. <laughs> I saw just last week it was number two on a latest poll. Uh, let me pull up what was number one. Seems pretty obvious. Yeah. So for potential suitors out there, just so we're clear, Paula, you're cool with the whole infidelity thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get everything straight. <laughs> I mean, it's a thing now. <laughs> don't don't say anything, Paula. Just don't say anything. <laughs> don't answer. Yeah, number one is infidelity. Yeah, it has to. Mm. Uh, number two is trouble with finances. Number three is lack of communication, which, Paula, you got two and three in there. Number four, constant arguing. See number three, right? Number five is weight gain. Weight gain. Yeah. Wait, oh, well. what? That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Number six, not having a sweet boat. (laughs) Keeping all of your home equity money in the home like a chump. Communication for people in a relationship, absolutely huge. OG, you've got three. Len's got four. Who's going to win this thing? I have two answers. One is very specific, but I feel like it could be on the list based on some of these other answers. And then one is very generic, which I think might be on the list, but should be, but hard to say based on the list. I think I'm in, I'm, I'm kind of stuck. What was, Len, what was the other one you were going to say that you thought was really good? <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I just want to see if we have the same ones. I think it's on there, but it's obscure, but I think it's on uh, there. Financial mistakes. This, I like the home equity one, Len, and that brought up another one that I was thinking about that I feel is very specific here. But people complain about a lot. Uh, so I'm going to go with it. Just see what happens. I'm going to say not. Uh, how's this word? A ten, top 10 most common financial mistakes. Like replacing your car too often. You know, not driving it into the ground. Like I got to get a new one. Like leasing cars. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to put a lot of stuff around so cars something right here. about cars and getting maybe new boats ones in there. The <laughs> maybe cars and but like having a car that tows a boat, <laughs> uh, which would include owning a boat, which would be bad it, because you got away with the home equity one. I think this one, this one, this one's a little specific. So big money, no whammy. Something about cars and getting new ones, and you're not supposed to. 
is buying a new car on the list. It is on the list, which means OG brings it home. Did you see the look of relief on his face? (laughs) That was genuine. Got to make it a game for the last couple of weeks. (laughs) Len, what was the one that you had on your list, but you thought might not be on the list? Co-signing. Don't co-sign for a loan. Mm. Oh, Co-signing did make this. By the way, I did think out of, we've had some, as I mentioned at the top of this show, we've had some pretty rotten lists. This is a pretty good list, I think. I think the ones that you guys got, living on borrowed money, not investing in retirement, living paycheck to paycheck, not having a plan, using your how market like a piggy bank, buying new cars. I think those are good ones. And you guys mentioned some other really good ones. Yeah. The ones that, well, Paula, what was your next guest have been for no Mm. points? I only had those two in my head. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anybody, anybody have oh, any, oh, any more? Uh, wait, actually, I take that back. Yes. Not having an hand. estate plan. Calling me, 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 me. Cosine wasn't on the list. Cosine Which wasn't one of on us just list. got out of college again? <laughs> 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 yes. Not, not having an estate plan. You know, that's not on the list either, but that's a good one. Just like the insurance one. It's great. By the way, this is an Vestapedia list and we'll link to it in the show notes, but excessive and frivolous spending is number one, just very foundational, just excessive and frivolous. Spending. That's, yeah. That's just the whole, yeah. Spending that's also too like much. no plan. <laughs> that's basically what Len said first, right? Well, that's why I said, it's funny because I said, do you think it's number one? And, and Doug said, no, I think it's number 10. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, number 10. Yeah. yeah. So those were the two we were debating on. So Len was going to get that one probably either way. Next is never ending payments. Just buying things on payments and burying yourself in, I got I got another payment, then another payment, another payment. So your whole budget goes to payment subscriptions, all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, next is paying off debt with your retirement savings, like 401k loans. Mm. That was another one. And then spending too much on your house, spending too much money on mm, your house. Oh, that's, a yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I would put at least the insurance one up against those. Yeah. I thought that's a huge one. Yeah. Yeah. And the estate plan is obviously huge. Just absolutely huge. Great game show, guys. Thank you so much for playing. Let's find out what all of you guys are up to where you are. Uh, this uh, first full weekend in December, OG, what are you doing this weekend? I have to whisper it. Can I whisper? You can whisper. I have a surprise for Mrs. OG this weekend. Oh. It's kind of like a Christmas gift, but she doesn't know it's coming. That's fabulous. It's involved a lot of planning for like six months. Did you buy her a new Lexus? Park it in the driveway? (laughs) It's the season of, what did he say? The season of savings. That's like (laughs) obviously the best commercial. Len, Paul, you guys know what we're talking about? The Saturday Night Live commercial? Yeah, yeah. The Lexus commercial with the big, big red ribbon on the top. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But do you you know the Saturday Night Live skit? Wait, this is, that was also a Saturday Night Live skit. It doesn't ring it. Yes. Guess, guess what I we're doing. I just the commercial, the, the Lexus commercial where... Ah, yes. The Christmas right. commercial. Hey, Matt, I think there might be one more gift for your mom right there. It hasn't been a normal year. So this Christmas, get her something extraordinary during the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Nathan, you didn't. With flexible financing at 0% APR, there's never been a better time to buy or lease a new Lexus. Merry Christmas, baby. Are you kidding me, Nathan? Did you seriously buy a car without asking me? Well, because for Christmas... This is a major purchase! Right, but it it was a December to remember. It's a Lexus! We don't have the money for this, Nathan. We don't? No, we don't. Your father doesn't... Your father hasn't worked since last March. What? Yeah, COVID has hit a lot of people hard, and I'm no exception. Nathan, you got 
expired in March 2019. COVID <laughs> had nothing to do with it. Hey, pal, I guess your old man's busted. Mm. It's beginning to look a lot like savings. So get to your local Lexus dealer today. How much did you spend on this ridiculous car, Nathan? It was only $39.99 to its signing. Four grand. It's not that much, babe. And how much is the monthly payment? The what? Did you think this entire car cost $4,000? Uh-huh. There's a monthly payment. Yeah, but with the 0% APR, I think it's all good. APR? <laughs> Do you mean APR? I'm pretty sure it's APR. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Hey, come on. It's Christmas. This is good. I did a good thing for us. Let's enjoy it. Dad, it's 9 in the morning. So? It's not like I have work later. <laughs> come on. <laughs> hey. So he- he starts drinking a, drinking a beer, and then it turns out that his neighbor comes over, and it turns out he borrowed the money from his neighbor for the aper. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the better ones they've ever done. That's a good so one. So it's not that. It's no, it's not else. that. You didn't buy <laughs> Alexis. For Christmas. Something else. It's December Len, to remember. What's going on at Lempenzo.com this December? Well, I've... I'm rerunning a post uh, that got great uh, feedback from the readers going back and forth debate on when's the right time because it's gift giving season. When is the right time to stop giving gifts to nieces and nephews? Oh, so that was quite it got quite a uh, quite a little debate going on that one. So uh, anyways, stop on by limpenzo.com. Read that and don't forget to click the ad. <laughs> it is the Christmas season. You're going to find out which. <laughs> Thank you very you're much. You're going to find out. <laughs> Which members of the Len Penzo community are Ebenezer Scrooge? Yes. As you were go through those comments, you should never get your nieces and nephews anything <laughs> or your spouse. <laughs> Paula, what's going on at affordanything.com? Oh, on the Afford Anything podcast, Jamila Soufant is on the show. Oh, awesome. She's um, she, the host of the Journey to Launch podcast. Morgan Housel is on the show. He's talking about his new book, Same as Ever. Never heard of That's him. That's the title of his new book. Is he related to, to Hugh? Is it Hugh? Huel? Huel Housel? Yeah. Huel Housel. No? What? California Gold? You Hugh? don't watch PBS? Oh, uh, forget it. That's a California joke, I guess. You have, to be, you have to be on the West Coast to know that one. And you have to be pretty old, too. Forget it. <laughs> Huel Housel. Our older California listeners are like, duh. <laughs> it's his nephew, Morgan. Yeah, gotta be. <laughs> but Morgan Housel's coming on. Morgan Housel, exactly. One of the most brilliant minds in the finance world. Present company excluded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very much included. <laughs> oh, and that's it. Uh, afford anything where finer podcasts are distributed. All right, that's going to do it for today. Thanks, everybody who joined us live here to watch this this uh, recording session. I almost called it said this train wreck. <laughs> it wasn't awful. There wasn't a lot of swearing. But we did no. There's, there's not a lot of stuff to edit. Steve's got an easy job this week. I think. I thought we held it together pretty pretty well. You guys did a special. Do it again sometime. Yeah, I think we will. I think that's a 2024 thing. Oh, gee, that we're going to do ah. a few more live Fridays. So hang in there and come uh, join us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. So you can get in on the goodness that's hanging out with us. I know it just pinch yourself, right? Uh, but we end every show with a to-do list. Doug, what should be on our to-do list after today's game show? Well, Joe, first take a moment to scour your banking app for subscriptions, then lock that cash into your pocket by raising your automatic savings by the same amount. Second, make sure you take advantage of employer-sponsored investment plans like a 401k. But the big to-do... Always check for wildlife before you chop down a tree. Otherwise, you might end up getting attacked by an angry family of squirrels. 
Looks like this guy's got to get another rabies shot. Third one this year. Thanks to Paula Pant for hanging out with us today. You'll find her fabulous podcast, Afford Anything, wherever you listen to finer podcasts. Thanks to Len Penzo for joining us today. You can find Len at lenpenzo.com slash Ebenezer Scrooge. Thanks also to OG for joining us today. Looking for good financial planning help? Head to stackingbenjamins.com slash OG for his calendar. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC, copyright 2023, and is created by Joe Salcihai. Our producer is Karen Repine. This show was written by Lisa Curry, who's also the host of the Long Story Long podcast, with help from me, Joe, and Doc G from the Earn and Invest podcast. Kevin Bailey helps us take a deeper dive into all the topics covered on each episode in our newsletter called The 201. You'll find the 411 on all things money at The 201. Just visit stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Wonder how beautiful we all are? Of course, you'll never know if you don't check out our YouTube version of this show, engineered by Tina Eichenberg. Then you'll see once and for all that I'm the best thing going for this podcast. Once we bottle up all this goodness, we ship it to our engineer, the amazing Steve Stewart. Steve helps the rest of our team sound nearly as good as I do right now. Want to chat with friends about the show later? Mom's friend Gertrude and Kate Youngkin are our social media coordinators, and Gertrude is the room mother in our Facebook group called The Basement. Say hello when you see us posting online. To join all the basement fun with other stackers, type stackingbenjamins.com slash basement. Not only should you not take advice from these nerds, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, speak with a real financial advisor. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you next time back here at the Stacking Benjamin Show. What was that? It's called the medium sketch. The medium sketch? Yeah, it wasn't rare and it certainly wasn't well done. (laughs) Well, stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans, and all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, There are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.